Hi everyone, welcome back. Another episode of Fantasy Football Pals. Your host, Marty Kepler, Drew Giddens, and yours truly, Michael Chobby. Matt, Nick, on a bye. Nick's in San, San Diego, and Matt is uh, Lake Milton. Lake House in it. Yeah. Do you want to give his address on air, too, so yep. people can show up? Or? I do, I do. <laughs> I heard they're uh, having a raging party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the holidays. Home for the holidays. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what we got going on. Um, week 17, fantasy football. Fantasy football season's over, 2020 in the books. There's some championships, some championships going on. Marty, you got a championship this week? So actually, our championship is over, but our the way that league works is you actually get money based on whoever gets the highest amount of points for the year. You get oh. transaction money. Right, because it's $5 a transaction. So whoever gets first place in points gets 70, 70% of the money, and whoever gets second gets 30%. Mm. So I'm currently sitting at second, only six points ahead of the next person. And, of course, yeah, of Dalvin course. Cook, who we'll get to in a little bit, um, some tragic news there. We'll talk about that a little bit in the news, but he is out, going to be out this week, which is really going to hurt my team. And my fantasy points, but yeah, I, th- I think there's going to be a couple people that uh, you know, um, that are sitting starters. Um, you know, starters are sitting for their teams. They already locked up the the dra- uh, you know, playoff positioning. Um, so that's why week 17 championships, man, not not the greatest. Um, I've never played in a uh, in a league like that. Glad I've never played in a league like that. Um, Drew, have you have you have you done have you done a league like that? I don't believe i ever have i've done uh, multi-week championships before mm-hmm. and those are those are interesting formats i think we've actually done i think in one high of school. those way back in the day yeah yeah i think high school we definitely did i do remember. I had, yeah, it was uh this is obj's breakout year and matt was like the fourth best team and i was the second and then neil i believe traded him somebody ridiculous so he had like the greatest redraft starting lineup of all time, oh, and I, think I had it was the Gronk. pleasure of getting. Was yeah, it, it was, was Gronk. Yeah, yeah, and then I had the pleasure of getting spanked by him two <laughs> consecutive weeks because it just wouldn't end. Actually, I do remember that, and it definitely was me. I remember trading him Gronk <laughs> because Why? I had two tight ends, and actually the other one was def- way outperforming Gronk like early on in the season, and then. Who that made me it? so bad, Marty. Oh, it was um, the tight end for Denver when Peyton Manning was playing there. Oh, uh, um, Thomas? Demarius yes. Thomas? Yeah. Not Demarius. No, um, yeah. I drew, I, I yeah, you'd all look it up. Because Demarius was the wide yeah. receiver, but yeah, then the okay. tight end, same last name. Totally took a huge nose dive as soon as I traded Gronk away, and I was a sad, sad boy. No, it yeah. was it was Demarius. Oh, uh, uh, Julius Thomas. Julius, that's yes. what it was. Yes, I think he used to line up out in the in the in the slot all the time, though. Like I think he oh, was dude. he was he was a guy that somebody should have written a uh, a letter to ESPN and to change his designation type guy, like <laughs> like Darren Waller, basically, just just awful, <laughs> awful. To play oh, yeah, yeah, Marty, add it to the list of bad trades with Matt. Uh, speaking of bad <laughs> trades with Matt, uh, Matt hey, ended up started winning. early on. <laughs> started early on. Haven't learned my lesson since. Matt ended up coming back, winning our Chipotle Bowl. Um, man, I mean, it's crazy. Matt drafted first. Um, 
he took CMC, obviously. And then, you know, in the draft, he took guys like El Bell and Adam Thielen, who we all thought were dead in the water, too old. Um, but in the last stretch here, he had Josh Allen, who went nuclear, uh, Lamar Jackson, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey. Um, obviously, there's only five, the five of us drafting. Uh, he also had Dave Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor. All these guys just ended up having really great last four weeks for him. Um, and he ended up uh, taking over Nick and, and ended up winning by about uh, 30 points or something, 50 points, something crazy. So uh, after, after the performance that I put out there these last couple of weeks, it's amazing that you boys let me back on the podcast. Uh, my quarterbacks, <laughs> these, <laughs> this is a five person league. My quarterbacks combined scored 0.8 points uh, because of injury. And uh, because of Carson Wentz being not good at football, apparently, <laughs> so I uh, that was that was really tough. Uh, Carson Wentz not being good at football, and we will talk about the Eagles' quarterback situation a little bit. Jalen Hurts excited, looking good, man. I mean, really looking like a uh, yeah exciting player at the at the least. I don't know if he'll be good for a long time, but exciting to say the least. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah. And I think with that, Marty, why don't you kick it off with the news? We'll get right into the show. We're going to go uh, – we're going to do Marty with the news. We're going to do Dynasty dynasty players that, uh, with Drew. Um, and then we're going to go into some some playoff uh, playoff hopeful uh, matchups. So, Marty, go ahead and kick it off. Marty with the news. Thank you. So, I mean, that might be a little bit of old news, I guess, um, with Jr. starting over um, – Wow, Carson Wentz. There it is. Um, that might be a little bit of old news, I guess. Um, it has been a few weeks since we have been on line and live. One media championship in a redraft league. God bless Did that he man. Really? He is my, wow. uh, I started him the last two or three weeks of the, started him the entire playoffs, I believe. And, I mean, uh, he looked, looked great, man. Yeah. Really did. It'll be interesting to see what, I, what they then do with Carson Wentz. Um, I've heard, you know, there's no way he's going to be on the Eagles next year. Yeah, I've heard um, that too. Have you guys heard the same? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know, man. His contract is so large. I, it, It's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird to see what they what they do with him. I, 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 can't, I can imagine there's a suitor out there and he can be good somewhere. I just don't know what yeah. that looks like and, and on what team just yet. You know, I've heard Patriots thrown around. Um, yeah. I've heard Colts thrown around. Uh, there's a Philip Rivers quote that came out today that said the fact, like something along the lines of like the idea that this could be my last game has crossed my mind. Um, so like that's interesting. Um, and then uh, this is more of me speculating, but I feel like him to the Steelers makes a lot of sense. Um, clearly Roethlisberger is, he's played well this last week, but he's kind of hit or missed and he's slowing down and who knows where the arm is at and whether or not he wants to keep playing. And, uh, Carson went a a big guy. feels like he could be built for AFC North football. Um, it just makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know if the money makes sense, but, uh, I think that would be a pretty ideal destination for Carson Wentz. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I think the money is going to be the big thing. I really, I think there's yeah. the team that has to say, okay, we, we're willing to take on his money and believe that Carson Wentz can get back to his MVP play of 2017. That's, that's right. honestly that, going to be the big thing. I I agree. I think it's it's really dependent on the team and the and the money situation. The 
Yeah, and the management, if they really believe he can get back to where he was. Yep. But it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason. Honestly, we'll probably, I think we all agree. we'll probably spend a whole show talking about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm sure. In the in the wee winters of wee weeks of, <laughs> of uh, fantasy football offseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to the next little bit of news. A uh, couple quarterbacks sitting out. We have Pat Mahomes and – Ben Roethlisberger that we just mentioned. Um, some pretty big fantasy implications, I would say, if you are still playing in terms of the championships. Um, or like I said in my league, where we're still doing points, we're still counting those. So if you have some of those wide receivers, I mean, you got to imagine that's going to hurt all the way around for both those teams. I think the Steelers ones are the ones for me that take the biggest hit. Um, mm-hmm. um, this is also uh, the Rams with uh, Jared Goff and that. Oh injury. yeah, if you had that, heard is. You had that um, dislocated uh, and broken thumb. Uh, so those wide receivers, I think they're starting some guy that's never taken a snap in the NFL before. Um, so that uh, those obviously those wide receivers get a huge downgrade. But um, Mason Rudolph uh, is not a um, an NFL quality quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's really not good at throwing the football to his own wide receivers for touchdowns. Um, so, like, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, guys like Chase Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson even, um, these are guys, especially Juju and um, and uh, Johnson recently have been playing very well, um, but not guys you can count on this week. Drew, real quick, I just I ran, totally random thought. <laughs> Dynasty draft in a super deep league, say double quarterback or super flex, right? Yeah. Would you tr- would you draft Trace McSwirly or Mason Rudolph? Trace McSwirly. Easy, right? Okay. McSwirly. It's not even close. Trace Mason McSwirly. Rudolph will yeah. never st- Mason Rudolph will never be the starting quarterback for the Steelers outside of injury. And I mean, I guess the same is was the same is true with Trace McSorley, but like I- I've seen enough of Mason Rudolph to believe that he probably shouldn't be on an NFL roster. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no idea why I, – I genuinely don't know why he's on the Steelers. Like, I have no – I don't know. <laughs> so, Mason, if you're watching, <laughs> hi. Uh, My name is Drew Giddens. I've watched that <laughs> like play, it. and it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, next bit of news. Uh, I believe this just broke today um, about Dalvin Cook. His father just passed away. Um, at the young age, very young age of 46. So Dalvin Cook will be out and not playing, um, which, like I said, if you're still playing, a lot of times I'm sure you could be on a lot of championship-type teams or, you know, whatever you're playing for. It might be points like mine, which I have Dalvin Cook. Took him with my first overall pick. Pretty bummed about it. Um, but – yeah, that's a big loss for a lot of teams. So, obviously, prayers to him and his family, of course. That's a very tough situation that you never want to happen. Obviously, like you said, massive fantasy implications. But if you're one of the leagues that has, like, so, for instance, the uh, the league that my redraft league that I happened to win the championship this week, re- Recently, um, the reason I was able to win that is because the waivers are open all the way through the playoffs. 
Um, so if you're, if there's a Dalvin Cook owner out there or somebody who dropped, uh, Alexander Madison, uh, because he wasn't playing and didn't look good earlier in the season, um, that's worth the pickup and consideration at the running back position, uh, this week. If not at a flex, it may be a running back too. Yep. All right. Is that it, Mark? Yeah, that's all I had for news. Nice. Marty with the news. Thank you as always, Marty. <laughs> All right. Um, new Drew. Do we have do we have ads tonight? I can't remember if uh, this. Uh, is... No, Michael. We've uh, we've been off for a couple weeks, and our advertisers are upset at us because we've uh, have not been consistent putting out episodes. Yeah. Um, so as we become more consistent here coming up soon, uh, our advertisers will be back and supporting the show as always. And of course, uh, we'd like to thank them for supporting the show. Uh, in the future as always thank you that's a thing. great point you think great point okay great uh so i think with that why don't we kick it off new segment on the fantasy football pals drew's dynasty watch um a little late into the season obviously and uh now that now that we are getting into the offseason dynasty players are going to be a huge topic um I, hopefully next year we can do the same thing drew highlights some of the younger guys that have big weeks and then and dynasty implications. Um, but Drew, Drew's going to highlight a couple of them. Um, so Drew's dynasty watch, take it away, Drew. Yeah. And I think it's also important to point out that like the, the major leagues that the three of us and actually the five of us, when there are five of us here play is dynasty. Um, so we love dynasty football, hopefully uh, bringing you a little bit of uh, some deep sleepers, some guys you might not have thought about uh, some of those different things. Um, and the first one that I want to talk to you about, uh, which is absolutely somebody you thought about this week, um, but maybe not at any point other than this week, this year, uh, is uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, running back for the Green Bay Packers. Um, this is a guy who never received more than five rushing attempts in a game this season, uh, and, uh, and a couple of times received one, um, a couple of times four, five a couple of times. Um, and then out of nowhere, seemingly, uh, with the two other running backs fully healthy, uh, got 21 carries and two rushing touchdowns this last week. Um, that, that's a pretty insane stat line, and I think shows uh, a little bit of what he's capable of, uh, depending on how things go this offseason. Uh, so just a little bit of background on this guy, big bruiser. Um, people have called him kind of Derrick Henry Light um, as the type, type of running back who he is. Um, not a huge pass catcher at Boston College, um, only 21 receptions uh, in the three years at Boston College. Second round draft pick by the Packers this last year. Um, and here's where things get really interesting. Both other running backs on the depth chart are free agents um, coming up. Um, so that's that's really, really interesting because we don't know exactly what this looks like. Um, there's some been some rumors swirling around that they'll let Aaron Jones walk and just not um, sign Jamal Williams either. Um, there's some I've heard some speculation that they'll sign uh, Aaron Jones to the franchise tag uh, and let Williams walk. Um, so I think but I think either way, he's going to be in either the guy or in a timeshare with these two. Um, and he could take over some of that goal line work and uh, some of the every down ness, every down roll away from Aaron Jones. Um, he won't be a pass catching back. Uh, so if he's a PPR, it takes a little bit of a hit, but that is what it is, especially if he's if he's the guy in Green Bay. Um, the downside is if you're playing Dynasty right now, I think your buy low window may have closed. Um, this is a guy that you might have wanted to buy very low early in the season as he clearly wasn't getting reps. But now that you've seen the potential, I think that window is closed. 
Um, I would expect him to be maybe a mid-round, um, seventh, eighth rounder in startups uh, with a chance to spike really high um, should he be the only guy left standing in Green Bay. Sure. So that's the first guy. You got anything to say about that? Um, if they do let Aaron Jones walk, what round are you guys thinking about taking A.J. Dillon? I think personally, mm-hmm. I'd take him in the second round. Excuse me? I was I was gonna say third. Excuse me? In if, a, in if he's the le- the only if he's the only guy left standing in Green Bay. Oh, that is so reckless. After one game of production, oh you guys are nuts tonight. I've seen enough of Derek. I've seen Derek Henry and I see that guy and I think Drew hit it right on the head. Whoa. I think that Me and Matt were And Dave Stone. Wow. And I think it it's a little bit hasn't to do with just their entire offense to where I think you're going to be productive in that offense. And you're saying in dynasty. And if you have at least somewhat of a skill set. And Marty, you're saying redraft and dynasty or what are you saying? What are you you telling me right now? Oh, dynasty. In a dynasty redraft. You're taking him in the second round. Over Over guys like Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift. um, Josh Jacobs is a bum. I don't talk about him. Okay, sorry. You're taking him over guys like DeAndre Swift, soon. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, no. probably DeAndre DH, yes. Absolutely. I'm not a fan of CH. No. You're taking A.J. Dillon over CEH today. Let's get on record. I don't like CEH. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying if Aaron Jones is not there. I know. But, Marty, what you're, if you're saying if he's a second-round pick, then you're taking him guy over guys like CEH. Is that what you're telling me right now? If Aaron Jones isn't there, I'd. I'd consider AJ Dillon over CEH. Whoa! Okay. The top, top twenty-four. That's a top twenty-four pick. That is a spicy I, take. For me, I, I'm not quite there. I would put him somewhere in the third, fourth round. Um, if he's, but again, if he's the only guy there, um, he has a, I mean, a lot of upside. You saw what he could be this game, and this is this game here where he scored. I mean, he had 100 plus yards rushing, two touchdowns. This is with other guys healthy and contributing. Like Aaron Jones had a 60 yard run in this game. Like there's like they other running backs can contribute and he can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if depending on how they use him and we'll see how that goes and see, but that, I mean, this is a guy, obviously it's a little bit of a risk. Um, but in dynasty, especially the draft capital is there as well. So it's not a guy theoretically that they're just going to throw to the wayside. Although we saw what happened with Dwayne Haskins this week. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you, oh, uh, in the news, Dwayne Haskins got cut. <laughs> Party with the news. Party with the news. <laughs> we only talk about relevant fantasy players on this podcast, Marty. Apologize. Even though no one asked, I'll tell you where I would take AJ Dillon in Dynasty Startup. Yeah. Uh, hey, Michael, where would you take AJ Dillon in a Dynasty Startup? He would probably be my RB three or four, which means I'm not taking him until like the eighth round. Uh, okay. Yeah. Even with Aaron Jones gone. Y- yeah. I. I. I eighth yeah. round. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, okay, I'm not gonna Michael, do, I'm not gonna bet the house on somebody who has only played one good game. Not gonna imagine for a second. Imagine for a second, Aaron Jones stays in Green Bay. Where do you take Aaron Jones? I probably won't take Aaron Jones. He's too old in dynasty startup. I would okay, say pro- would somebody third or fourth round. I don't see how AJ so Dillon think, can be second. If, well, that's if Aaron I'm, Jones okay, again, I wasn't there. Okay, I'm if, just saying if. if if I believe that AJ Dillon can be Aaron Jones-esque, that's okay. where you take yes. him. Yes. Okay, Drew. I see your point. That that's a little more. 
yes. grounded. Marty C- oh, taking over CEH is <laughs> reckless. Reckless, my boy. <laughs> Speculation on the, on the best offense in the league. You're going to take AJ Dillon over CEH, who has the first running back off the book. Crazy, you're crazy. CEH is a bum. Nuts. All right. Doesn't get the line work. Drew, it's a great one. So AJ Dillon's great. Yeah. Yeah, I got a one, two, three, four more that we can go oh, through geez. here really quick. Let's do it. Uh, T Higgins. Um, these are going to be these next couple are going to be a little bit quick, uh, quicker hitters. Uh, T. Higgins, um, a really um, a great wide receiver, great prospect here. Um, and this is not somebody who's necessarily flown under the radar, but I wanted to emphasize a couple things. Um, first, he was a top 25 wide receiver in the first 10 weeks. Uh, those are the games that Joe Burrow played, complete games. Mm-hmm. And he was a top 16 run or wide receiver if you don't include week one uh, where he didn't start. So that's week two through 10 where Joe Burrow played and T. Higgins, Higgins started. He was a top 16 wide receiver. Um, and then despite his quarterback going down mid-season, he still finished 20, 21st from weeks uh, 2 to 16 and fell for, uh, only to 34th from weeks 11 to 16. So that's those are post-Burrow. So even with Burrow out and injured, this is a guy that's still um, producing. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason, One of the reasons I bring it up is a really good player with his role established in the offense. Um, but I'm interested personally in Higgins and in Tyler Boyd. Because Tyler Boyd, I think, has really uh, contributed to this offense and has a not a similar role, but um, do some do some similar stuff. So I think in dynasty startups specifically, Higgins is going to be the guy that people pay up for and the guy that people are excited about because of that age. Uh, which means to me that yet again, Tyler Boyd might fall by the wayside. Somebody who um, starts slipping in drafts, and it's that if that's the case, you should jump on Tyler Boyd. I'm, I'm in on both, but either way, I'm in on both these players, and I, I really love T Higgins in dynasty. Yeah, I I love T Higgins. I I'm like foaming at the mouth for T Higgins ADP to come out. Um, like by, uh-huh. the, by the experts, uh, especially in redraft. Seems just he seems like one of those guys that might fall to the wayside as far as ADP goes. Yep. Um, like sixth round, seventh round, eighth round. I mean, it, it's I think it'll be somewhere in there. Um, and I, was, yeah. I was gonna say six. I I yeah. can see him at like the sixth round and I yeah you give I think he'll be one that you get a good deal on mm-hmm. you give Joe time. Burrow another year to learn the system Zach Taylor to be hopefully be a better call, play caller for a young quarterback um and T Higgins has looked every bit of a wide receiver one for a team athletic yep. wise so I'm um, yeah I'm really excited and dynasty I'm I if I can get him in like the fifth or sixth round I would jump all over that in a startup absolutely, absolutely. For sure. And then again, like, that's what I'm saying though. It's like with both those players, you might be able to get, maybe you get Boyd in this. If you get T Higgins in the sixth or the fifth, maybe you get Boyd in the seventh. Yeah. Boyd there's, a lot of real, yep. there's a lot of really good value to be had there. Mm-hmm. Um, the next guy I wanted to talk about really quickly, Jalen Hurts. Um, I mentioned this before, but God bless this man for what he did for my redraft team. Uh, picked him up in the, uh, in the redraft playoffs and uh, rode him all the way to a championship. Uh, he will forever be a, a uh, member of Team Gittens in my heart. Um, but where should he go in a dynasty startup? That's the big question. Um, it looks like the Eagles, like we mentioned before, moved on from Carson Wentz. I project Jalen Hurts to be the starter going forward. Um, so what does that mean exactly? Uh, in fantasy, his rushing floor makes him a little bit of a fantasy cheat code. Um, he can run for a rushing touchdown in any given day and has done that several times. Um, he has rushing totals of over 60 yards in two of his playoff games. Um 
for me though, he was, he's not a player that I will likely end up drafting because I think his startup value will, is going to be too high for me to pull the trigger. Um, I think he's going to fall in that weird mix where it's like too high for me to feel good, like, like really good about drafting him, but like, like not low enough where it's like the guy where I'd be like streaming a quarterback that like that type of situation. Um, I expect him to kind of be like a, a mid ish round pick, maybe something like seventh, eighth, ninth round, um, something like that, just because somebody's going to take a chance on this guy's rushing floor. Because if it turns out he's Lamar Jackson or it turns out he's Kyler Murray, um, that's a real diamond in the rough and somebody you want to have on your fantasy team. Um, for me, I'm a little bit concerned because I think his talent is a little bit limited. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of his, his in college. I think he got to play against some really soft defenses and then got to replace Carson Wentz in a year where people didn't have film on him and those types of things. So I'll let somebody else take the chance on him. But if, if you're willing to, to take the chance, I think there's a lot of really high upside here. Drew, a quick question. Twelfth uh, round is that? Would you take a chance on Jalen Hurts in the twelfth round? Yes, in the twelfth, I would. Uh, especially considering the fact that he's the guy, and there's no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, assuming they move on from Carson Wentz, if there's a situation like they have with Tua right now, where like there's Carson Wentz looming over his shoulder at every turn, um, that's I don't know if that's the situation I want to buy into. But if it's just Jalen Hurts, uh, give give him to me. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh... I I agree. Speaking, you brought up Tua. Uh, Marty, would you take Tua or or Jalen Hurts in a startup? Who would you rather have? I guess uh, with what with what is known now about those two players. Wow, that's tough. Um, I think as of right now, I'd go Jalen Hurts. I think I think Drew made some good points. Like he said, with Fitzmagic kind of looming over the over the shoulder. I mean. Sheesh, they literally went and put him in at the end of the game just to go, hey, go out there and save the day so we can make the playoffs. Like, that's not a good feeling. And you got to imagine that he's going to take that. Like, he's going to, like, wow, I just got benched really quick for some old fart, which, granted, there's a reason why his name is Fitz Magic. Yeah, we're pro, we're made, pro Fitz made Magic. A we're, Pritz, we're pro he, Fitz he Magic. Made, he made a magical He is magic. But I think, like, with what you said, I think overall, like, is rushing for I, – I could see the rushing be pretty similar between those two. But I think what he's also been doing in the air has been really impressive. So yeah, I'd no, go The first. deep balls, that, yeah. Uh, yep. real, real quick, Drew, before you continue. Uh, Mark, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, Fantasy Football Pals, thanks for the follow. Appreciate you. We are live here every Wednesday on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. We're live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking fantasy football. We're also on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Um, and then we also upload our, our podcast onto Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So uh, there's our plug for the night, and we'll give a couple more. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Drew is right now is going through some dynasty football players, uh, some guys that have popped later in the season in the playoffs here, and um, some guys to look forward to in this coming offseason. So, Drew? For sure. Uh, the next guy. So I, I, a little bit behind the scenes here at the fantasy football pals. Uh, this is the guy Michael asked me to look into. Um, this is our boy Irv Smith, um, player, uh, tight end for the, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, so I looked into the, him and I, Michael, I'd like you to talk to talk a little bit about what you're excited about here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked into him. Um, he put up more than 10 points only twice this year. Um, was targeted more than five times only twice this year. 
Um, he's young and talented. Hopefully the Vikings get him a little bit more involved in the offense, but he's also stuck behind Kyle Rudolph, who's under contract till 2024. Yep. Um, so he's young and talented, but like, Michael, you seem to be a guy who's really high on him. So like, where, where do you see the path for him? Yeah. Yeah. I was really high on him last offseason. I thought um, in our free agency, I spent a lot of money on him to get him um, because he was 21 and he already played an NFL season. I mean, I was mm-hmm. and at tight end. I thought that was outstanding. He has the draft capital of Minnesota Vikings. They utilize their tight end, especially in the red zone a lot. Um and I was like, okay, great. He's going to turn 22. And, and right now he's 22. He has a couple NFL seasons under his belt. And that's so young for a tight end. I think he's an athletic freak. Um, so I think there is a path for him um, as far as like ta- the thing, the talent's there, the draft capital's there. My expectations of him has, has been tempered a lot uh, since the beginning of the season, just because Cal Rudolph, he's 31 and he's not going anywhere. Like you said, 20 mm-hmm. until 2024, I thought there would be almost a changing of the guard this year, as far as targets. Um, and that Irv Smith would, would see a lot more targets and he would be a guy you'd be able to rely on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think his targets have improved. I know at the beginning of the year, like from weeks one through eight, um, I, I think he saw less than 15 targets. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I think this past game, I think he had uh, what, how many reception, a couple of receptions I know. Um, so his, his targets has, has definitely gone up um, and the draft capital's there. The age is there um, and tight end is a position that obviously not many people produce right away. The, the path is, is interesting um, because of Kyle Rudolph, of course. And I think I could sit here and talk about him all night, um, how highly I think of him. I just, I just don't know the path that, that will lead him to, to, to glory. Um, so my expectations have definitely been tempered, but if next year um, he becomes a breakout player, I could see that as well. So uh, he's definitely a flyer, in my opinion, in Dynasty, a guy you you hold on to if you can if you can afford it in the uh, the roster cut situations. Yeah, so he's played two games. So Kyle Rudolph went down in um, in week thirteen uh, against the uh, the uh, Jacksonville, and he's played in. Three games, I think, play two games or three games. He either didn't play in week 16 or didn't put up any stats in week 16. I can't tell from this um, based on this log. Um, but he got uh, three receptions and four receptions in uh, in week 14. He had uh, one of two touchdowns that he had on the season. Um, so to me, just looking at this before and after Kyle Rudolph, because I think that the best way to – to analyze this is like what happens when Kyle Rudolph goes down is does he ascend? Um, and to me, his, his stat line looks eerily similar to that when it did uh, weeks five through 13, uh, which is, which is concerning for me. Um, so at least on, from what I'm looking at from, from my view of the player, he's not somebody that I'm targeting in, uh, in, re- in uh, startups, um, but he should be somebody that's on the radar Kyle Rudolph's injury gets uh, gets worse. He's young. He's athletic. He has a uh, a good passing offense that he's playing in. So uh, there are there are definitely some upsides there. Yeah, every every this guy, like I said, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a homer on this guy. He's like uh, I'm sweet on him, but mm-hmm. every offseason, I just feel like he he rises in those dynasty rankings of like what could yeah. he be? Good just because he's so young. <laughs> he's like a DJ Moore in my opinion, just so sure. young, um, and he and he's an athletic freak. Uh, so. Uh, he's a guy that every offseason I just sit there and think, 
you know, what could, what could be, you know, could Kirk, can Kirk Cousins sling the ball a little bit more? Can he make mm-hmm. the end zone a couple times a game? Sure. But. Yeah. This, this is the last, so this is the last one I have here. Uh, this is Michael Gallup. Um, at the beginning of the season, um, I think it's important for me to say that I was out on Michael Gallup, um, at least in redraft. Um, he wasn't being targeted. He was a clear number three wide receiver and he just simply, well, I didn't think he was playable, um, at the beginning of the year. Um, however, the last three weeks, um, he's been the wide receiver 11 over that span and is a top wide, uh, top 30 wide receiver in the second half of the season overall. Um, he's still 24 and only under contract for one more year. Um, so my strategy for Michael Gallup here is, uh, letting Gallup struggle a little bit again next year. And then trading low for him with the understanding and the hope that um, he'll get to go to a new team and spread his wings in the season after that or through trade later in the season next year. Yeah, Drew, that's a great point because his contract is four year, three and a half million, which I think is outstanding for what type of player Mm -hmm. he is. And uh, so if I'm the Cowboys and I'm just looking at my team with five wins um, in a team that should be in a win now situation with they paid Zeke and they have a – they potentially could pay Dak depending on what they do. Um, and you're, you're, you drafted CeeDee Lamb and you have Amari Cooper under contract to the million dollar, a hundred million dollar man. If you're looking at Michael Gallup and um, where he struggled to find his identity in the first couple weeks of the season, where he fit in that offense, trading him with his amazing contract uh, to a team and where he can blossom. I think that can absolutely happen. I think he's one of those players that could be a huge trade bait um for in the real life nfl and and if and if you draft him and redraft that could be huge or if you have him in dynasty uh i'm, I'm yep. huge on michael gallup i think the talent's absolutely there yeah i think this for me this is a again this is a two-year play i think this is a this is a guy who will be productive next year um, because he's too good not to be but he's still he's still the third most talented wide receiver on that team i think that's just the way it is um so let him struggle next year Trade him after, or trade for him maybe after a couple of uh, of down weeks, and uh, then let it ride, and hopefully he signs with a new team and gets to spread his wings. I, I just as a side note, um, we're well, I won't say we, I'm not necessarily, but the two other two guys here are Cleveland fans. Um, I, I I just he would he would be great on the Browns, I think. Whoa, I'm all in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, I'm all I in. Agree. That feels really good. That feels really good. I love it. Would be That'd be great, honestly. I think he's an outstanding player. He has a deep ball threat that Jarvis Landry just doesn't have. Um, no, I think that. Yeah, wow, Drew. You but I mean, gave me goosebumps. But <laughs> doesn't OBJ have that? Well, does he play for the Browns? <laughs> I mean, he does is he under contract for, for a couple of years. Does he play for the Browns next year? Pain, 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 pain. And stay tuned for the Fantasy what? Football Pals episode of us <laughs> overanalyzing <laughs> OBJ. Never, oh. forget the, never forget the day that Matt said that OBJ coming to Cleveland was comparable to LeBron coming back. That was fine. That's my, one of my favorite yep, Apple he did. ever. Yep, wow. He did. he did. He called me. He said that, yep. Um, and we'll probably have a whole episode this offseason about OBJ and his impact and whether he re- and whether he what they do Cleveland does with them. So it's a good thing it's a long offseason. I feel like we got a lot to talk about. Oh, there's so much, yeah. Marty. There's so much. Like, Drew, thank you for that. Dyn- Drew's Dynasty Watch, excellent, excellent. I, I'm really excited for for uh, for that for that uh, part of the show. Now it's good. Um, Matt and Nick are both aren't here, so. 
I will be pinch hitting once more. Bang. The last time I did this did not go well. Matt's magic <laughs> list, Nick's naughty list. Let's get right into it. The magic list I feel like was pretty easy this week. Alvin Kamara, top of the list, 22 rushing attempts, 155 yards, six rushing touchdowns. What an animal. More rushing touchdowns than he had all last season in one game. Nuts. He is insane. On Christmas, nice Christmas present to all the fantasy owners who had him. You know what, though? I saw a lot of things on Reddit. People with Alvin Kamara still did not uh, – a couple people still didn't win the championship. Um, I got I got close to losing to Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the reason I think for that is is because some of these other guys on this magic list, some there were some magical performances in week 16 for the championship. I mean, some of these fantasy football playoffs uh, games must have been super high scoring. I know ours was. Uh, but Alvin Kamara leading the pack. 56.2 fantasy points in one game for running back. Absolutely nuts. Alvin Kamara. If I'm not mistaken, that's a – close Go, it out, and then I'll say it. Bringing home a championship to many happy fantasy owners. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that's one of the top five uh, running back performances ever. It is. I think like it is. Like point total. Yes, yes. Moving on, second on the list, Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, 11 receptions, 142 yards for a 12.9 average, three touchdowns for a total of 43.2 fantasy points, animal. Wide receiver one, my wide receiver one of the year, but I'll digress. We'll talk about that next week where Michael was right. Devontae (laughs) Adams, absolute stud. Again, if you if you're sitting on Alvin Kamara with 56 points, you're feeling great, and then the other person has out has Devontae Adams with 43, it's gotta hurt. I mean, it's gotta hurt. Devontae Adams, prime time Sunday night football, absolute monster game. Wide receiver one for the year. Shout out to him. And then last on the list, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver three for the year. Nobody saw it coming. Stefan Diggs, absolute monster this entire year. Nine receptions, 145 yards. Long of 50 for three touchdowns against the Patriots. Primetime game. Absolutely electric performance from the young man. Again, I don't know if anybody saw the Stefan Diggs revival coming, especially in that Josh Allen-led offense where they had like the lowest uh, passing yards per game. Um, And then you have this incredible season by Stefan Diggs. Honestly, I was watching this game. And I watch a lot of the Bills games. Stefan Diggs out there, he literally – not many receivers you watch and say this man is is actually impacting the game in a positive way and, and putting the team on his back in a sense. You know, you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. I swear this man puts the team on his back. He is incredible. Yeah. Incredible so a lot season. of this – Go ahead, Drew. We talked about this, Michael, in our, uh, in our text message off air. Um, so much of this is like – based on the Josh Allen improvement mm-hmm. um, that nobody, nobody really saw coming. So I, I'd like to throw a couple numbers out there. Um, Josh Allen's completion percentage uh, last year was 58.8% completion percentage. Not very good on uh, 2020 uh, that raised to 69.1. Nice. Uh, then he, his yards per yards, uh, total yards, uh, 3,089, not very good. 
Uh, this year, 4,320. Uh, incredible. Uh, touchdowns, he increased the touchdowns by 14 uh, this year, kept his interceptions the same. Um, and then his yards per game, this is the crazy one. hundred. He only threw for 193 yards per game last year. Uh, he raised that to 288 yards per game this year while increasing his completion percentage. Um, those types of improvements don't happen like ever. It's like never happen. And uh, so for all those people who were down on Stefan Diggs, don't feel bad about yourself because no one, uh, anyone who says they were high on Stefan Diggs uh, because they thought Josh Allen was great. Uh, they're lying. Um, <laughs> it's just happened. And or, Stephon Diggs is really, really good football. Or they're Josh Allen's mother. Um, so, <laughs> who, who, or they thought Josh Allen would run for 15 touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, incredible. I mean, I was a jo- I was a Stephon Diggs owner going into the season. And I traded him for Josh Jacobs. I thought I had the heist of the year. And egg on the face. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have Stephon Diggs instead of Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Allen is amazing. Stephon Diggs is amazing. Go Bills, man. I feel really proud of them, happy for them as a Cleveland Browns fan. Good for them. I was I was going to say, I, I was scrolling through social media. I don't remember where I saw it, but it's, it was something about, like, Browns fans and Bills fans. Yeah, like you're we're on, like Yeah, we're on the lake. Yeah, we're – like – we would we just get along. We root for each other's teams until hopefully we see each other in the playoffs. Not going to It's been dumped on for years and years and years. Honestly, exactly. Though, if we face the Bills in the playoffs, if we get to the playoffs, we face the Bills. I'd be happy losing to them. I think Josh Allen is a great player. Yeah. I like the guy. I, They're great. I I'd love for them to win it all. Yep. Really would. Yeah. It, it, I read, I read the, a really cool. The Go Bills, ahead. the Bills versus the Chiefs game, if it happens, is going to be an, an excellent, excellent uh, playoff game. Excellent. I read, I read a piece as well about the Bills fan base is really good about do- donating to opposing teams, players, charities. Like they have a thing where like players come in and they do- the Bills fans will donate to their charities, and I think that's really cool as well. So Bills Mafia, hats off to you guys. You're great fans. Yep, absolutely. All right. That's for the magic list. A lot of great performances, though. I didn't mention. Mike Evans had an amazing performance, uh, 40, 40, 40 fantasy points. Uh, just some, some hurt. Yeah. Some really uh, – David Miles Johnson. Yeah. Almost, ruined my, almost ruined my weekend. Mm-hmm. He ruined one of mm-hmm. mine, yes. Yeah, Miles Gaskin, 33 points. Um, Jameson Crowder, 29. Michael Gallup, 30. I mean – these are some really high scoring. I honestly, I think I, I was looking at the numbers. This is one of the most high scoring weeks we've had all year, um, especially mm-hmm. for the championship. There was a lot of paths to win uh, this week, which I think is great. I mean, I, it's exciting fantasy football. So and it's also considered like the Chiefs had a pretty down week as well, which is that, and that's interesting as well. That like the, some people you relied on to score, and we'll get into this in the naughty list. Some people you relied on to score your high points uh, didn't necessarily do that this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, out of the naughty list. Thank you, Drew, for that segue. Nick's naughty list. So naughty, naughty boys this week. Josh Jacobs, top in the list. Honestly, I'm sick of this guy. I'll never draft him again. (laughs) Me and Marty are in agreement. Never again. I hate John Gruden. I do. I think he should retire. I think they should fire him. I'm sick of him. I hate him for fantasy football. Leave in Josh Jacobs. You draft him in the first round, you bum. Leave him in. <laughs> Let the boys play. I digress. 
Josh Jacobs, 13 attempts, 69 yards, 5.3 average. It's great. It's a great average. No touchdowns. Yeah, I would say so. I'd say you run that, man. No receptions. Honestly, awful. It it just tragic. I don't know what to think about him. But um, I had him on both my championship teams. 6.9 really fantasy hurt. points. Nice. Josh Jacobs. Nice. I'm so happy the season is done. I interested to see where his ADP is next year. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably still be high, but not for me. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs or Joe Mixon? Uh, pass. On to the next one. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. <Love> it. <laughs> painful, painful, painful. Brandon Ayuk for the boys. Um, yeah. Uh, Arthur hit us up on Instagram, told him to start up Brandon Ayuk uh, over Keenan Allen, who, which I think was still a solid play. If I, I'm uh, not mistaken, I don't think Keenan Allen had a great week by any means. Um, but actually, let me see before I put my foot in my mouth here. He didn't, but he also didn't play. He didn't play. Okay, so perfect. So it didn't matter at all. Anyways, so Brandon he technically Ayuk, had a bad week. Brandon Ayuk, uh, one reception for 15 yards against the worst pass defense in the league. Uh, well, one of the worst pass defenses against the Arizona Cardinals. He also had a run for 15 yards, I believe. So ended with 4.1 fantasy points. Bad performance, but he's a rookie. You can't really knock him too much. Uh, Bede Hart was out there, or Bert Hart, uh, whatever. Um, so, you know, he's a rookie. And Kittle came back. Tough scene. Braveheart? I think that's... That's the more important thing is that Kittle came Kittle, back. Kittle came back. Yep. You look at his stats, there's a drastically difference. Brandon Ayuk is a great player when Debo and Kittle don't play. Uh, does that happen next season? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I probably, I was really high on Debo and I probably won't touch him uh, because of his injury history. And I probably won't be touching Ayuk either. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe if Jimmy G comes back, there's some clarity uh, with those wide receiver groups, but Brandon Ayuk, after multiple 20-point performances, three in a row, drops a dud in the championships. A lot of people relied on him. Sad whistle noise. Brandon Ayuk, rip. Last but not least, Derrick Henry, Nick's naughty list, naughty, naughty boy. I feel like Derrick Henry, you could just put him there for the whole playoffs. Awful performances all around. Um, this week, 23 attempts for 98 yards. Actually, I take that back. He had some nice games against the Lions and Jaguars. I don't know. Maybe it just seems like he didn't do well. But against in the championship, drops a dud against the Packers. Not only not 98 yards, no touchdowns. The thing about Derrick Henry, he's not going to get very many receptions, so he relies on those rushing touchdowns to for his for his boom play. Uh, no rushing touchdowns for the man. 9.8 points. Sad whistle noise again. Rip to your fantasy dreams. I think it just sucks because, like, he had that – the strength of schedule was so easy for him. Like, they, you just expected him to put 30 up a game. Mm-hmm. And, like, what was it? Uh, however many rushes for 98 yards. Like, right, a 100-yard yeah. game from Derrick Henry feels pretty ho-hum. Yeah, which is so. crazy. I mean, in his defense, uh, I, I, I misspoke. Against uh, the Jaguars two weeks ago, 215 yards, two touchdowns. How could I, how could I forget? Amazing performance uh, against last week against the Lions, 147 yards, one touchdown, another 20 point week. Um, but he just, you know, in PPR, he, he doesn't have that receptions uh, to to bolster his floor. Um, so when he does rush for only not 100 yards, like Drew said, it just feels bad almost. Uh, you know, you expect 20 points out of him a week, 
but without touchdowns, that's not going to happen. That just it's just not going to happen. So, um, great player. He's he's, he's going to come back next year. He'll be fine. He'll be drafted in the first round. He should be. Um, but t- t- tough for I think for fantasy owners in the championship. I think uh, if you had Derrick Henry against I say an Alvin Kamara, that's probably a loss. Uh, Fifty point difference. You can't make that up. So. I mean, also, like, this is another just a, a, a quick aside, um, because he wasn't the only disappointment in that game. The other one was Corey Davis. So if I'm not mistaken, Goose. He did. He goosed um, it. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's really tough, especially because he's, he's a dude that broke many a fantasy of player's heart for years and years and years and then goosed him in the championship after giving him hope. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like next year. Is he that girlfriend you just can't quit? Uh, who treats you poorly, or is he uh, is he a reformed man and uh, <laughs> and found something out there and uh, the um, Devontae Parker syndrome? So uh, we'll see what he becomes. I'm really interested to see what his ADP is, both in uh, in dynasty startup and in uh, in redraft. Fun fact: I've never owned Corey Davis. I've never been burned by the man. I just I have no feelings toward him. A lot of people have very strong feelings toward him, ill will towards him, but no, doesn't exist. All right, I think that's it. Matt and Nick's nice and naughty list. Last one of the year, Championship Week Edition, brought to you here by the Fantasy Football Pals, live every Wednesday at twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. Also, our podcasts are uploaded on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. And I think with that, let's talk Week 17 matchups. And the reason I say that is, as we alluded to, some leagues, bad leagues, have their playoffs run into Week 17. Um, couldn't be me. I I don't support it, but here we are. We'll talk about it because some people do, and that's okay. Um, the first game I want to highlight, all these games have playoff implications. So we're not going to be talking about the Chiefs game because it doesn't matter. They're good, right? First game I want to talk about, NFC East matchup. Washington is a win, and they're in. Washington is minus one and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Do you take Washington so minus one lose, and a half? If they lose, who's in? Dallas, great, I believe, Great right? question, Marty. If they lose, the winner of Dallas-New York is will then enter the game. And currently, Dallas is minus two and a half. They are also favored in that matchup. So, I spelt it out. The NFC East, Washington win and, in, win and they're in scenario against the Eagles. If they lose, the winner of Dallas, New York is in. Who makes the NFC East? Who makes who gets the bid? Who, who goes dancing? <sighs> so that's a, good, that's a good response, honestly. Yeah, I mean... The- that's definitely been the, shall we say, the garbage dump of the of the entire NFL. I'm not going to talk bad about right, the that NFC division. East. Nope, <laughs> nothing but love for the NFC East. I'm not going to do it, but continue. Um, any particular reason, Michael, you don't want to talk about how bad the NFC East is? I don't think they're bad. I think they have. I think they have great potential for the future. I think mm. they had a tough start to the season. That have anything to do with the fact that the AFC North played the. Uh, NFC East this year? No, I know that did no. I, I drew. I don't need that sort of. Uh, no, I don't need that in my life. No. 
And how'd that work out for the NFC Honestly, okay, I don't want to talk about the Browns. Marty, who wins the NFC East and why? Um, let's see. I think – I really think Philly is going to beat Washington. I have that feeling. I think Jalen Hurts has been looking pretty dang good. Their offense is definitely moving the ball a lot better. Play some tough teams. So, that, so I think then it right it goes over to the Dallas Giants game. Correct. Yep. Dallas and is two and a half points favorite. Is it at Dallas? Do you know? You're asking great questions tonight, Marty. And for that, I think it is at New York. Is at New York MetLife Stadium. Either way, I think, and I hate, hate saying this. Say it, Marty. That Dallas is going to make the freaking playoffs. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's exactly wow. where I'm at, Marty. It. All right. And I hate it. Okay. I don't feel good about saying it. I really don't. I don't. I'm glad you guys said that because now I can say this. New York Giants will make the playoffs. Joe Judge. I'm a firm believer in Joe Judge. (laughs) Oh, Rally the troops, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Get him going. Yes. Playoff quarterback, Daniel Jones. Yes. Get him going. New York Giants in the playoffs. Let's see it. Danny Dunn. I want it. I I want it all. I I think they're averaging 10 points a game over the last three weeks. I want it all. I, uh, I think Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think he beats the Washington uh, football team this week. And uh, yeah, I think I think yep. I think I think New York wins. I think New York wins. So it's Alex Smith playing. Most likely, Alex Smith playing mm-hmm. uh, for oh. the Washington football team. Oh, um, that changes things. I don't think it does necessarily. <laughs> Not because Alex Smith. Uh, I don't think it'll be that big a point spread. I mean, Alex Smith is not exactly throwing the ball all over the yard. One and a half. What I think it does do is make um, J.D. McKissick, if you are a Week 17 player, and if you haven't been starting him all this time, it does make J.D. McKissick a must-start this week. Yep. So, um, I'm in the same place, though. And and here's the take for you, uh, even even more so. I think having the Cowboys in the playoffs is what's best for the league – because I think the Cowboys are the best offense in that division, and it's not particularly close. Um, I really like what I've seen from Andy Dalton in the last couple weeks. Um, and I, I honestly, I, I like Andy Dalton. And I hope I hope Andy Dalton gets a chance at playoff redemption. I, I would be thrilled Wait. if either the football team or the, um, the football team or the Cowboys go. I'd be very sad if the if the Giants go because I think they are awful. Aww, I don't think they're good at football at all. Come on, man. That's not cool. Will Andy Dalton get his first playoff win? That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. Where I hope not. Because I don't like Dallas. They'll host. <laughs> this is this is what's crazy. Whoever wins this division hosts a playoff game. Wait, okay, Drew. Let me ask you real quick, uh, and then we'll move on. I don't want to talk about the East yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, who who would win a playoff game? Um, uh, Dallas or the Giants? Who's more likely to win a playoff game? Dallas. Okay. I I think the Giants. I think the defense. But okay, interesting. We'll see next week. We'll see. Um, I mean, the, like I said, the, the the Giants have literally averaged ten points a game over their last like three games. Like yes. their their offense is recently has been historically bad. And I, I just don't want to yeah, watch. But, but Daniel Jones hasn't played. 
He's been – well, he played last week. Did he? I thought Cole McCoy played. No, he played last week. Yeah, Cole McCoy played the week before. I'll give him a pass. I mean, that's a playoff team. That's who, the type of team they'd be playing in the playoffs, but – Not in the AFC. Mm. All right. Uh, speaking of the AFC, AFC wild card, Miami versus Buffalo. Miami is actually a one-and-a-half favorite – or, sorry, underdog, one-and-a-half underdog. And I think this is be- the point spread is close perfect, uh, because in Vegas because they're assuming that Josh Allen is going to sit, um, but the coach uh, for Buffalo Buffalo has not indicated that at all. Um, so we'll see. I, I think probably some more um, announcements will come out later in the week. But as of now, Josh Allen and all the starters will be playing against Miami. So um, if that hmm. happens, I think Buffalo. I, I I don't I don't see Buffalo losing against Miami. Um, no, I, I just don't think Tua still has a lot of a, a ways to go um, before he, he competes against, say, a top quarterback, which is crazy to say, a top quarterback uh, like Josh Allen. So um, <clears throat> if Buffalo starts all their starters, Buffalo should win easily. If they don't, uh, it could be an interesting game. Well, here's why this matters. It's because the Steelers and the Bills have the same record. Mm-hmm. So if the Bills lose and the Steelers win, the Bill, the Steelers then become the second seed and theoretically draw a better playoff matchup, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's that would be the argument why you play your starters if you're the Bills. Yep, yep. And I think the you know I think the Bills last year they had expectations to go to the playoffs and they did and they lost against mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson in in that amazing game. Um, and I think now the expectation is they're going to go and compete. So playoff seeding for them is probably very important. Uh, because they probably don't want to face the Chiefs until they have to, um, and that's really the reason. So, um, so yeah, I, I could see them playing the starters to get that second seed and and not seeing the Chiefs until the AFC Championship, which again I think would be probably the best game of the playoffs in my opinion. Yep. Um, and I mean, as far as fantasy goes, um, for wide receivers, you're playing all your um, you're playing Stephon Diggs, you're playing Josh Allen, you're playing those dudes if they're gonna play. Um, and on the Dolphin side, uh, if two is playing quarterback, you don't play any of the Miami wide receivers. You play Mike Kosicki and Miles Gaskin. Yep, Miles Gaskin's for sure start. Um, because, the, yeah, Miami's tricky, man. They always seem to find a way to win, but I don't know. Buffalo is just a very, very, very good football team. So, agreed. All right, out of the NFC, NFC wild card, Arizona versus. Uh, Arizona Cardinals versus Los Angeles Rams. Arizona comes in as three point favorites. There, it's a win and you're in situation. However, if the Rams lose, they can still get in with a loss with a Chicago loss, and Chicago plays Green Bay. So, Arizona Rams, um, again, win in situation. If the Rams lose, they can still get in with a Chicago loss against Green Bay. So who wins that matchup? Um, and is Murray playing? Uh, did he get hurt? No. Is Kyler Murray playing? Uh, he text he tweeted today and then confirmed in an interview that he will play. Um, now okay. of course it's not up to the players whether or not they play; it's up to the doctors. So we'll see. But theoretically, Kyler Murray is playing. I think if Kyler Murray plays, they win. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd imagine so, considering who they're playing. Yeah, the Rams uh, don't have their Rams. Start, this Rams don't have golf. Um, so, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think. So Arizona yeah. wins. Okay, I, I'm on board. So let's say Arizona wins, um, and then we'll move on to that Green Bay 
Chicago matchup. Green Bay is five and a half favorites, point favorites against Chicago Bears. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's one added element to this. If Green Bay wins, they clinch the number one seed in the playoffs, which is extremely important to get the bye. Um, mm-hmm, sure. So if we're saying Arizona is going to beat the Rams, I'm going to be in the boat that says Green Bay is going to play everyone, obviously. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out, and he wants the MVP. He wants to get to 50 touchdown passes, which would solidify his MVP, in my opinion. And they're going to clinch the number one seed, beating the Bears, and then the Rams would go dancing. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I'm there. Yep, 100% agree. I think all, a lot of the teams are definitely – that number one seed is huge. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's the only team that's getting a bye week yep. this year. And then you're getting you're locking up uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So – and I know you mentioned – I think that reason alone they're going to go for it. They're not going to rest anyone. But how close is he to 50 touchdowns just out of – Curiosity, I think he was at 48. Oh, okay. So that's very cool. Yes. The other thing, one of the reasons this is so important for Green Bay to lock up um, that one seed is because they haven't had a bye week since week five. So they've been playing for a very long time, and that's very, very helpful for them. Um, The Steelers were were in a a similar boat um, before they fell off the cliff. It would have been very helpful to have a bye week for them. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm exactly where you are. I believe the, uh, the Packers win this game, uh, and send the Rams dancing potentially without their starting quarterback. Yep. And, uh, one, you know, I think Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play, obviously he's a good start. All the running backs, wide receivers. I don't know technically what you do with the running back situation. Um, if there's a slight changing in the guard going on, but, uh, I think if you have Aaron Jones, you still play him, um, mm-hmm. if he's healthy on uh, Chicago. Dave Montgomery, in my opinion, is a absolute must star. He's a, I mean, he has been amazing. I mean, Marty's been amazing. I mean, he's been. Yeah, oh, he has been. But I just had a feeling as soon as he started talking about Chicago, you're just gonna be like, ah, Dave Montgomery. I'm saying, right. man, he's my boy. He, I, I bought high on him in our, in our, uh, oh, I didn't even, I overpaid for him, um, in a, in a buy low situation, and I still overpaid for him. But he's produced like a first round uh, pick, so. Hey, good for David Montgomery. Um, David Mon- um, Montgomery or Josh Jacobs next year in the Dynasty startup? Montgomery. I plead the fifth. I don't want to answer. <laughs> you're, take, um, you're taking Josh Jacobs because that's, that's the correct answer. I don't I've had my fill of Josh Jacobs. Drew, until Josh Jacobs plays a third down, I want nothing to do with the man. <laughs> nothing. Honestly, we'll, we need to have a whole show about Josh Jacobs so we can air our grievances. Um mm-hmm. Let's not do it now. But Dave Montgomery, sure. great star. Green Bay Packers, one of the worst defenses and uh, rushing defenses in the league. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think Green Bay should win. Clinch number one seed easy. Uh, interesting to note, uh, if Green Bay would, were to lose, um, then Seattle were to win, then they would get the number one seed. Um, if Seattle were to lose, then obviously Green Bay would keep the number one seed. And one final point, the Bears can still make, can still make the playoffs with a loss if Arizona loses to the Rams. Um, so the, the Arizona Rams game and the Green Bay Chicago game, I think is the two biggest games in the NFC, NFC this week, uh, besides the NFC East mess, of course, um, something to keep an eye on as far as seeding goes, um, in the NFC. Finally, the AFC wildcard, the moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> Wait, real quick. 
Josh Jacobs is currently the RB9, and David Montgomery is the RB6. I knew that. Nice. I'm all in. David Montgomery over Josh Jacobs. There you go, Mart. Say it with your chest. Easy. Say it with your chest. Drew, when you if you own Josh Jacobs this year, you wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, Drew, if you did. He's you... been very frustrating. Awful. Sure. Awful. Sure. And I own him in a non PPR league as well. And it's been really? a day. What's the difference? What do you mean? I mean, David Montgomery sees ball, David, so. David Montgomery sees more receiving work. Yeah, he does. He sees way more receiving work. So, all right, we'll ta- we'll table it. We're on a, a little over an hour here. Um, all right, last bit of uh, of playoff implication matchups, Week 17, AFC Wild Card. Ravens win and they're in against the Bengals. Baltimore comes in as 13 point favorites. I honestly like the that 13 points. Um, Ravens have been annihilating bad teams. Uh, good teams, they they play them tough, um, but they beat handedly bad teams. They beat them up. So I I, I would take Baltimore actually uh, minus thirteen. Um, Titans win and they're in against the Texans. I can actually see the Texans pulling out an upset. I think uh, just because the Texans don't own their number one pick, they have no reason to lose this game. And Deshaun Watson is still a great quarterback. Uh, they're just not a good team. I mean, that plain and simple. The Texans are not a good football team. Uh, they have a lot of holes, and I think the Titans are a good football team. So, in my opinion, the Ravens win in their end. That should happen. Titans win in their end. That should happen as well. Um, now, the Browns versus the Steelers game. We already touched on the Miami um, game. Browns win in their end, facing Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland comes in as 10-point favorites. Now, the Browns win, and they're in. The Browns lose, they make the playoffs if the Colts lose. And the Colts um, are playing the Jaguars, and their Colts are minus 14 favorites. So any sensible man would say the Colts are going to win that matchup, I would assume. Um, So really what it's looking like is if the Browns win, then they make it and the Colts are out. Um, I don't know, Drew. What Mm -hmm. what do you think? Who who, who do you think goes? Let's say Browns, Ravens, Titans, Colts, Miami. So four of the right, yeah, four, four of the five. Right? No, four of the oh, five. Four, five. Uh, because I Colts and Titans, did... one of them has to go for the division. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the odd. <sighs> it's Browns. To... Browns. Browns go. Ravens go. Titans go. Colts go. Oh, so you, so Miami loses then. Yeah. Situation. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I just I don't see um I think the Bills play their guys. Um I think Miami is not I don't think two is good enough to play in that situation. Um Colts have a better matchup, so they win that game. I, I think the I think the Dolphins are the one that loses this week and therefore are out. Marty, what do you think? Yeah, I think as long as uh like Josh Allen and everybody plays, I think Miami's like Buffalo is de- easily the better team, no doubt about it. I think, in terms of a who has the best chance at losing, it's Miami out of all those teams. Yeah. So, but that's assuming that everyone's going to play for Buffalo, and at this point they are. I agree, 
but I could still see it happening where <sighs> the Browns still don't have all their wide receivers ah, left. Ah, there it is. They're, they're not back yet. Not <laughs> everyone's is. back. There it is. I'm so scared, They man. shut down, they shut down <laughs> the so... facility today. All right. What? The Browns shut down the facility today. I know. I'm so scared. See, Marty's scared to say what I'm going to say with my chest. The Browns lose this week. They miss the playoffs. Dolphins go dancing. Colts go dancing. Titans go dancing. And the Ravens as well. Browns miss. 10-6. and Not good enough. Defense is bad. Kevin Stefanski tilted in real time last week. It was really tough to watch. Browns miss the playoffs. Saying it with my chest. See you back here next Wednesday. So we could cry together. And with you think you think they can't beat Mason Rudolph. And with that, we'll end the show. <laughs> we couldn't beat the Jets. Yeah, but you, you yeah, but what? We I, couldn't I, beat the Jets. I, I, if you gave me Sam Darnold or Mason Rudolph, I take Sam Darnold every day of the week on twice on Sunday. Of course, I yeah, like but Sam the Darnold. supporting cast, the, the yeah, defense well, is night and day. Drew, don't you know that Sam Darnold is better better than Russell yeah, Wilson? Who's better than Russell Wilson? The most egregious take that's ever happened. And with that, we're going to end our show. Browns missed the playoffs. Same with my chest. Great, great content, everybody. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's it. I think that wraps it up. All the playoff matchups did our takes. Drew Drew saying Browns are going to go. I say they miss out. Um, And we'll see. We will see. Everyone that's listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, appreciate you sticking around to the end. Um, and if anybody is and, and does have a fantasy football matchup this week, good luck, week 17. Uh, fantasy Football Pals podcast live on Twitch every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. Also on Instagram at pals fantasy football on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Um, and I think with that, you guys got anything to, to add before we close the show? I hope you're wrong, Michael. I hope you uh, are too. The uh, the uh, the city of Cleveland does not have enough uh, uniformed officers to keep it from burning. If that happens, uh, Drew, I won't say it, but I hope I'm wrong as well. And with that, we'll end the show. Appreciate everyone sticking around. Enjoy your fantasy football week. <laughs>